really. Um, you might find it, I uh, think it's just a strange, st strange word. Um, but I believe that because we've been praying, uh, we're going to encounter some of these things. William touched on it last week after we did the prayer and fasting last year. <coughs> you know, um, said we had, you know, some tough times. And if you want a title for the, this word this morning, it's adverse conditions. <coughs> adverse conditions. And uh, Liz is going to read the portion of scripture, Acts 27, 4 to 10, for us. If you've got your Bibles, turn to it. Uh, if not, open your ears and listen. So Acts 27, we're going to start with <coughs> verse 3, actually, through to 10. The next day we landed at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so that they may, might provide for his needs. From there we put out to sea again and passed to the lee of Cyprus, because the winds were against us. When we had sailed across the open sea off the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra in Lycia. There the centurion found an Alexandrian ship sailing for Italy and put us on board. We made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving off Tenidus. When the wind did not allow us to hold our course, we sailed to the lee of Crete opposite Salmon. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fair Havens, near the town of Lycia. Much time had been lost and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the fast. So Paul warned them, Men, I can see that our voyage is going to be disastrous and bring great loss to ship and cargo and to our own lives also. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Liz. <coughs> yeah, so I'm hoping that, uh, or praying that, uh, you know, this couple of thoughts will prepare us and, uh, and encourage us uh, for what I believe uh, God is going to do out of our prayer times. And uh, Paul's mission was to testify in Rome in Acts 23, verse 11, it says, The following night the Lord stood near Paul and said, Take courage, as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify, testify in Rome. His mission was in Rome. Our mission here in Hope Church is for this area, for Stone Cross, for Marsh Lane. That's where our mission field is. And uh, Jesus has, has put us here. The church was built here knocking on 90 years ago, uh, for that mission to reach the area around about here. And Paul told everyone on that voyage, as we just read, uh, it was going to be costly, it was going to be dangerous, and it was going to be with much loss. It's <clears throat> great news, isn't it? Uh, it says in verse 4, the wind was against them. It was blowing against them. Uh, and, and it's hard to go against the wind, isn't it? So they sailed slowly, in verse 7. Uh, they passed by places with difficulty. And they put ropes under the hull. 
They threw cargo overboard and they threw the tackle overboard. It wasn't going to be an easy journey. <clears throat> and I don't, uh, don't expect it's going to be an easy journey for us either. Don't expect things to change overnight. Although God could do that. He could turn everything around. We mentioned uh, one of the nights, you know, what, happened, what would happen if all the Marsh Lane decided they were going to come through the doors next Sunday? You know, would we be ready? Uh, would it, it could happen. Would we be ready uh, if that happened to us? So expect difficulties, expect hardships and expect loss. Why? God's been preparing Hope Church for the last few years, ever since we've, we've started wanting to come together and, and pray and fast and really seek his face. Um, and God's been putting things into place to do that. He doesn't want hundreds of people to come into our church and then we sort of look at them and say, well, what do we do now? He's pre been preparing us over, this, uh, over these, these last years. Pastor Simon has started the, the leading and, and preaching classes, hasn't he, so that people can step out into those places. You might tell that I haven't been doing them, so that, that's why you get uh, what you get. Um, there's been teaching on how to study the Bible for ourselves. You know, we can't share with other people if we don't know ourselves, can we? And it's not always the way to come into a study where somebody's giving it you, giving it you, giving it you. You know, we've got to be able to learn for ourselves, haven't we? We've got to be able to take it. And God's been preparing his things in place for us to listen and learn how to do these things. He's been equipping us to move out into this area again. And uh, it's up to us to make the effort to make that move, isn't it? You know, it's all right, God giving us the equipment, but we've got to make the move to use it. I'm not going to be long this morning. So they, they put ropes under the, uh, under the hull of the ship. And we've seen the old films on the telly with the old wooden ships. Uh, when they get the storms and they get battered, you know, the, the planks start to, uh, to come loose, don't they? And so it was uh, the thing that, uh, to stop that happening when uh, the waves were battering the ship, they would put ropes underneath the ship and the sailors would hang on to them or they'd tie them to other parts of the ship so that the, the planks were held into place and they were stopped them being separated and pulled apart and the, the ship breaking up. Uh, and the waves are going to hit us here, you know. <clears throat> and we need, to, uh, we need to be able to be pulling together, you know, hanging onto the ropes at each end so that it keeps the, the whole thing together. Watching each section of the ship so that as people and pieces may be coming loose uh, and being distracted, uh, we can pull them in and support those that are perhaps going through tougher times than we're going through. You know, there's always somebody worse off, isn't there, when you look around. But the sailors had to work together, they had to pull together, hold it together and watch out for each other uh, to keep those things in place. And then he said they, they threw the cargo and the tackle overboard you know, obviously the cargo was what was going to make them the money. The tackle was what um, made the ship work. But, you know, if the ship was going to go aground, that would be useless anyway. 
and they they threw it overboard uh, just to make the ship lighter and perhaps to, to stop things uh, banging against each other and causing more damage. Those things were no longer serving a useful purpose on the voyage. Uh, and perhaps they said they were causing more problems if they were flying about on the deck and that, they were come, you know, causing more damage to people and, uh, and the ship itself. And so those things that weren't any use anymore needed to, <coughs> sorry, needed to be thrown away. They need to be thrown overboard uh, to stop the problems. And sometimes in our church life, we keep doing things, don't we, that, uh, because we've always done them. It's always been there. And uh, if we take a step back and look, we can see that they're not really serving the purpose that they were meant to be serving. Uh, maybe years gone by, they were reaching a particular area in the, in, the, uh, in the vicinity, but now they're not. Things have changed, people have moved out, people have changed what they're doing and the way they work. And so it's no use keeping on doing the things that are serving no useful purpose. They're just taking up our time and they're taking up resources and they're taking up our effort. And, uh, they could be used in different places, better places, working in new avenues. And they need to be uh, jettisoned, need to be thrown overboard uh, so that we can fulfil the mission that God's given us in a, in a new way. We're asking him, you know, do something. But when he tells us what to do, you know, sometimes we're reluctant to do it, don't we? Think, well, well, we don't want to stop doing that, we, you know, so that we can do that. But maybe we need to do that. You know, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, it says there's a time for everything, isn't there? And we need to be sitting down and asking, what's the time now? What are we doing? Where are we going? Uh, we're asking God to do something. Are we listening to what he's telling us to, to be doing? <coughs> Second point is uh, quite often we, when we face adverse conditions, um, when we try to serve God, the first thing we do is blame the devil, isn't it? We blame the enemy. Say, oh, yeah, you know, we're being attacked. But sometimes it is, you know, you know the devil's there and he, he, uh, he's waiting to attack. And we'll see that perhaps a bit later. But it's not always the devil that's doing it, is it? Uh, God can use adverse conditions in our lives to take us where he wants us to go. You know, sometimes God engineers things. What if he is the one stirring up the storm so that we can focus on him? In Psalm 107, it says, For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. You know, God could stir things up, couldn't he? You know, he tosses about, throw things into the mix. Uh, but then when we cry out to him, you know, and he stills the storm. When we come before him, you know, very often we, we try to do it ourselves, don't we? We try to sort things out, put things in place. You know, we've got all our plans. Well, if that happens, I'll do that. And if this happens, I'll, I'll do that. 
but God sort of made me sturdy and sort of, you know, throwing us in the washing machine, <clears throat> waiting for us just to cry out to him and ask him where we're going. And then when he, when he stilled the storm, it says, they were glad when it grew calm. And when we sit back and we, we, we're calm and we, we stop struggling, he can, he can go, you know, take us on, he can guide us to where he wants us to be going. You know, if we stop fighting, <clears throat> if we stop fighting, he can sort of take our hand and lead us, can he? What if he's the one sending the great wind? You know, in Jonah, you know the story of Jonah when God told him to do something and he, he thought he knew better. Um, <clears throat> it says, the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such was a storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. To see, you know, he sent the great wind and the storm to see if uh, we'll keep following him. Even when we can't see where perhaps he's leading us. You know, we've got our agenda, we've got our thoughts where we want to be going or what we, th we think we should be doing. But uh, sometimes God will throw the, wind, the, the waves up that high that we can't see where he wants us to be taking, wants to be taking us. He does use the elements, doesn't he, to fulfill his purpose. In the Psalms, it says he used fire to burn up the shields of the enemy. You know, he uses fire. He used hail, didn't he, <clears throat> when the uh, children of Israel were in Egypt and the, he was sending the plagues. He said, you know, I'm going to send the worst storm they've ever had. Um, the worst hailstorm that they've ever seen. And then he, he sent an east wind, didn't he? And from the east wind, it brought all the locusts in. And so they were covered with locusts. And then a few days later, he turned the wind round and it went west. So all the locusts went back into the, into the uh, Red Sea. So God can use the elements and the, the things around us to bring us into focus and to, you know, to bring us up sharp. When we're having problems, we need to ask if God is teaching us something in order to guide us on our journey, you know, sit back, listen, and wait on him. <clears throat> Maybe we're going through some experiences that uh, further down the line we're going to be able to use in our service for him. It's uh, easier, isn't it, to, to, to be relevant to someone else if you've been there, if you've gone through it, if you've done it. Um, you can, you can walk alongside somebody else, can't you? And maybe God's taking you through problems and difficulties now that you don't like, that you don't want. <clears throat> but down the line, he's going to bring somebody alongside you that you can share those experiences with and tell them how God walked through it with you. We hear testimony, don't we, from people who have gone through some really bad times. But when... They look back, they can see how God's gone with them, step by step, and uh, use those experiences to fulfill his purposes in, in their lives. They can see where he's been taking them, what he's been doing, uh, and maybe took them into a different field of uh, work or whatever, just so they can meet with people into that, in, uh, in those circumstances. Then my, uh, my final point, I said I wasn't going to be long, didn't I? <coughs> Having said, uh, you know, that 
that God can use uh, the, the elements and the, the things around us to, to show us where he wants to go. We really need to be aware that the enemy does come and fight as well. He's always around, isn't he? 1 Peter 5, 8 says we need to be alert all the time. Uh, the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion. He's always there. Whenever we set out to do anything for God, we can sure be sure that the devil's going to oppose it. God might be using some things in, in one way to show us the way, but the devil's always there, and he'll always jump in on the, on the bandwagon as well. You know, he'll, he'll throw his oar in and throw his part in. Verse 4 says the winds were against us. <clears throat> and if we're not sailing against the wind, we're probably going in the wrong direction. You know, if, uh, if things are going easy in your life, uh, the devil's not going not gonna to be opposing you, is he? If you're not doing what God wants, um, we need to be, uh, the devil's not going to worry about you. So, you know, if the winds are against us, if things are difficult, we're probably going in the right direction. It takes a lot more energy and determination, doesn't it, <clears throat> to fight against the wind. When we go on, uh, on holiday in Wales, I love to get up on the cliffs uh, and, and walk. But, you know, it's really difficult walking when the wind's coming in off the sea. It takes a lot more effort and a lot more determination to get there to the top uh, when the wind's against you. When Jesus started his ministry, Jesus was there, wasn't he? Uh, sorry, Satan was there. When Jesus started his ministry, Satan was there. In Matthew 4, 1, he says the tempter came to him. So as soon as Jesus started doing what God wanted him to do, there was Satan right on his shoulder. He wasn't going to make it easy for Jesus. He, wasn't, he was against him all the way, wasn't he? The Pharisees were against him. The rulers of the Lord were against him. The people were against him. You know, they're always trying to pick him up on things. Uh, so he, he wasn't having a, an easy ride. And it was right up until the night when he was crucified. Satan entered into Judas, didn't he? He was there right to the very end. And he was there ready to strike the final blow. As, it, uh, as he thought. Wherever we go, Satan will be waiting. In the streets, in the shops, you know, in our schools or the office. <clears throat> and they'll be there ready to oppose the work for God. We need to go out with the right equipment on, don't we? To protect us from these adverse conditions. And you know, God's given us all the equipment we need, hasn't he? Ephesians 6, 10 to 17. You all know it, don't you? Put on the full armour of God so that you can take up your stand against the devil's schemes. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet <clears throat> fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith which is, which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. God's given us all the equipment we need. We hear accounts of people who've gone walking on me in the hills or up in the mountains, and they've gone out with flip-flops on the feet and, and a T-shirt. Uh, and then they've been caught out in, in some bad weather uh, and come to harm because they've not been equipped 
it properly. You know, they haven't got the right gear on to, to do what they want to do. And if we go out and leave our belt of truth in the drawer or the breastplate of righteousness hanging behind the front door, our gospel shoes tucked under the bed, the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit and helmets of salvation on the table in the hallway, you know, we can expect to run into trouble. If we don't go out to quit, <clears throat> we can expect to run into problems, can't we? If we wake up in the morning and we say to ourselves, I'm going to pray today whenever I get the time, we're already losing. <clears throat> the enemy will make sure that you never have the time. You know, there'll always be something that you'll be fully occupied all that day. <clears throat> It won't be long when you've gone out the door before you've had a wrong thought or a wrong attitude. Especially when you get in the car, you know. The first thing you'll do is probably have a wrong thought about something before you've got to the end of the road. Uh, especially if you come with me. <coughs> the worst thing we can do is go out unarmed or spiritually undressed, isn't it? We need to have the right equipment for the things that are going. Paul went through a lot on his journey. But if you read into the chapter 28, verse 14, it says, and so we went to Rome. He went through all the adverse conditions, but he fulfilled the mission that God had put before him. So this morning, let's be encouraged. You know, we're going to go through tough times. We're going to go through the adverse conditions. <clears throat> and I'm sure they'll come. I'm sure folks are going through uh, adverse conditions even today. But we're praying that God will lead us on. We're praying that he'll move us into something different. And he wants us to accomplish the mission here in Hope Church, in this area that he's laid before us. Amen. Trust that that's encouraged you, not depressed you, spurred you on to different things, uh, and looking for what God's going to do in our lives, Amen. here in the church, in the future. Amen. Amen.